Spread number love all over the globe. It's the Vibe Show Podcast with your boy Kano the Don, the Vibe King. And we have a super special guest joining us on the show today. I told you I had a treat for y'all. I'm talking about record executive talent manager and the ultimate businessman, the legend, the one and only, Mr. Matthew Knows. How you doing, Mr. Knows? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you doing this morning, Kevin? Sir... I am absolutely blessed, and I want to take the time right now for me and the Vibe team to thank you so much for this wonderful opportunity. Well, I enjoy having these types of discussions and giving back in ways that I can and uh, sharing my story, so thank you as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Now we're gonna um, we're gonna dive into it. Um, I just I want to let you know my emails. Ever since I um, I went up with with the uh, the flyer and the post, my emails have been going crazy. Everybody is so excited, and um, you're getting so much love from so many different people from all over the world. Well, it makes me feel good. I need to hear that this morning. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so. Now, it's real interesting. Now, your story, I want to go back just a little bit to give um, our listeners and um, your fans, my fans, just a little bit of history on you if they don't know. Now, um, you've all you, you've been a successful businessman um, prior to getting in the entertainment business. Um, you were into sales and into, um, that was what, the medical equipment field? Yeah, I, uh, for 20 years, I was in sales and marketing um, you know, I worked 10 years with Xerox. I only, you know, when you think of Xerox, you think of copiers. I only did that for one year. Uh, I trained in the engineering div- division for a year. And then I was fortunate to, to get into the elite, the most elite division of Xerox, which was the medical division back in the uh, early 80s. Uh, selling zero radiography for breast cancer de- detection. Wow. I was fortunate to be the number one sales rep three out of four years worldwide. Uh, and then, you know, once you get that type of success, um, companies come after you that want you to, to uh, be a part of their sales and marketing team. So right. I was one of the first blacks in America to sell MRI and CT scanners. Um, and then I ended my career uh, as a neurosurgical specialist. Wow. And then, um, you know, it's it's just your story is so amazing to me because, you know, I'm pretty sure in that field, um, financially to the average person or a little bit above average person with, um, you know, an education background and into that field could, could have done pretty well financially. But then in 92, I want to know what, what made you and what inspired you to say, you know what, um, I want to change this up and I want, I want to get into the entertainment business? Well, you're right. Uh, you know, back in 79, I was fortunate to be making a six-figure income, 1979. So that would be equivalent today to making a million-plus dollars a year. Wow. Uh, very grateful, a lot of gratitude for that. Uh, but... You know, I had made a commitment that I would only do um, um, corporate America for 20 years. That was the commitment I made going into it, 20 years. And, you know, in between that, um, 
my my former wife and I, Tina, uh, put, uh, started a hair salon in Houston, Headliners Hair Salon. And back in the middle, late 80s, we made our first million dollars uh, in the hair and beauty industry. Uh, so in 92, I had made that and started transitioning because a lot of people, you know, I'm all about living your passion. And a lot of people, passion change, but you can't abruptly end it something and move to something else you have to transition right. into it so i went back to school i took music courses uh, because that was a passion of mine and it lined up with the, the uh, girls time which became destiny's child uh they had lost on star search and it was time for i thought for for me to step in and to see how i could offer value but people get confused destiny's child wasn't my first client uh, oh. was a, a rapper in Houston, little old. So I just had made a transition, and that's why I changed in '92. Wait a minute, wait, Mister Nose. You just said you you, Lil O was your first artist. Yeah, you know the Jedi mind trick uh, is I quit my job at Xerox. Well, I I left Xerox in 1988. Okay. And I didn't quit it to go into music then, but the industry, you know. The Jedi mind trick, not by me, but by the media, <laughs> fabricated this story that I left Xerox and got into the music industry and quit my job. Right. Well, I worked five years after that, uh, selling MRI and CT scanners and being a neurosurgical specialist. Wow. Um, and, no. and that's why, Kevin, my, my next book, and I'm sure we'll get into books here mm -hmm. later but my next book is destiny's child the untold story because nobody really knows this the real story of destiny's child right and you know what you're absolutely right about that because um everybody kind of has like you say the media um every, everybody's going to take bits and pieces of what they hear and and if you don't hear it from the source then you know, it, it's a strong percentage that a lot of, of, of what we're actually um, being delivered is not absolutely the truth. Well, I, I always say I believe it's a higher percentage than people think. I, I think 50% of what we are information given to us today is not true, especially with the social media. Right, right. I mean, I, anybody can go on anything and say anything. <laughs> you, and you know, you, you're right about that, and, and it's going to hit so many people so fast, and then it's just, it's all over the world, and people are going to look at it as such. Well, I'm beginning to see some censorship, you know, uh, you know, looking at Facebook and Instagram, how they're beginning to start censoring some of the stuff that's on these, these sites. And I think that that'll be a wave of the future. Um, mm -hmm. I think you'll start seeing lawsuits. You'll start seeing entertainers suing people for saying false stuff that damages their reputation. Yeah, yeah. And I, I would always have challenged challenge the, the entertainment mm -hmm. industry to do to do that, just that. Start suing people. Right. Start making them pay for lies. Right, right. And, and then that that will bring more awareness, and people will be more cautious with, you know, the things that they're saying and, and information that they're putting out there. Absolutely, and we should do what they do in the U.K. You lose the lawsuit, you pay for my legal fees as well. Oh, wow. 
Yeah, that, now that'll be that'll be great right there. The music world entertainment. You established that several recording imprints, might I add. Music world, though. Um, why the why why that name, Music World? Well, because I came from corporate America. We just talked about that, uh, and they were multinational corporations, meaning that they had offices around the world and did business around the world. Right. And I had the fortune to travel around the world with those three corporations, Xerox, Phillips, and Johnson & Johnson. Uh, and so I understood that the world was much bigger than America. You know, we only got 300-plus million people uh, in America. There's 7.5 billion people in the world. <laughs> right, right. So why would I want to focus on... 300 million people when it's 7.5 billion. Right. And, you know, I, I think that that's, um, that's another thing that's, that's, that's great about you and that added value to it, too, that you had already, before even coming into the entertainment business, had already been around the world and seen so many different things. So I think that that added more value to um, you establishing your own brand. Well, it did, and, and that's why I named the company Music World, uh, because we wanted to approach it from a mm -hmm. multinational perspective. Uh, you know, I had 20 years of marketing and sales experience. I had 20 years of branding and endorsement experience before I got into the music industry. Wow. You know, now... And quite, frankly, quite frankly, Kevin, part of my success is... When I came into the industry and the team that we were able to build at Music World, uh, we didn't enter into the industry in the music business. We entered in the entertainment, endorsement, and branding business, which is different. Got you. Than just selling music. Can we can we can we explain that just a little bit for the um, for the listeners? So I give you an example. Um, I'm sure your listeners have seen a lot of. Beyonce, we'll, we'll use Pepsi commercials. Right. So the strategy always was I could work with just her record label, and they would have a budget maybe for marketing of a million dollars. Or I could get a strategic partner like a Pepsi or like a L'Oreal who would put her image in a commercial, put her music in a commercial, and spend maybe... $25 million worldwide. Ah. Uh, okay. Yeah, now see, that that that's a whole nother monster right there. That's a whole nother monster right there. Branding. Exactly. That's very, very important in artists' careers. And I think that um, a lot of people may, may think that they may be branding, but... Um, Doing research and looking at the way and the style uh, that you you've branded so many different careers, um, I think that it's just it's a difference, you know. And I, I think that it's it's interesting that you um, giving back by teaching teaching people the proper way in this entertainment business. That's what I think. Another thing that's great about you, you're actually teaching the proper way and educating people on how to truly establish themselves in this in this business. Well, I, I thank you for that. I uh, I get a lot of joy 
and, and giving back in, in the classroom and, and lecturing. I do a lot, a lot of public speaking and keynote speaking uh, around the world. Actually, I know I'll be in L.A. twice uh, this year. I'll be in Spain. I just left Memphis. Uh, and, and there's many, many more. But uh, I really enjoy that. But, but sharing not only my successes, but sharing my failures. Right. Because uh, that's the only way we grow. So I, I really enjoy that. What the difference with um, when 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 you established the joint ventures with um, Sony Music, Interscope, G, um, Geffen, A and M, um, Fontana, Universal? Um, how important was that to you to um, to merge with these with these different entities? Well, again, they brought. Uh, a lot to the table. Uh, they brought the, the, the financial aspect, uh, the money. Uh, they brought also expertise in the team. Uh, and so it's, it's, I've always had this team approach to success. It's not I, it's we. And so partnering, you know, my, my MBA is in uh, strategic organization. Uh, and, and so Part of success for me is having that strategy, having that team that approaches it versus an individual trying to win by themselves. If you look at the best teams, uh, I'd like to think of my Warriors, although they lost last night. I know. I'm mad about that. <laughs> That's the team when you look at the Warriors in basketball. Right. Yeah, all Everybody the way around the board. It's not about one individual. Right, definitely, definitely, and 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 it, it you know it works better, and it's much easier on um, everybody that that's contributing, you know, when when everybody's working together to to make something work. Absolutely. Now, in um, it, it, you know it, it my God, it's like all of these different things that you had going, even um, launching the uh, Music World Gospel. Um, entity of it as well um how important was that to to merge that along with um all of the other merges too because that's and then it's a lot of big names that um you are attached to as well even in the country um music field well again you know it's it was a strategic strategy uh music world gospel was really created when with Destiny's Child, the strategy was in between their last three albums. Each one of the ladies did a solo album. Right. And so Michelle Williams, her, her love and passion was gospel. And so I always credit Michelle for uh, getting into the, uh, the gospel industry because that's how we founded and started Music World Gospel. Then we did a strategic alliance with BET Sunday Best. Yeah, where both all of the contestants uh, were signed to Music World Gospel, and that's where we got Leandra Johnson, who in 2013 was the number one female gospel artist in the country. Uh, she won a, a Grammy that year as well, uh, and, and and Joshua Rogers, and I can go on and on. But then we had Trinity Five Seven, who, who we did six or seven albums who are the number one contemporary female group in the history of gospel music. 
we have Juanita Bynum, Brian Courtney Wilson, uh, and I can go on and on. Right. So, uh, and, and we built a number one gospel label, a little small independent record label in Houston. So, again, it was about having a strategic partnership, but more importantly, having the right artists that were passionate, that had tremendous talent, and would listen. Right. With with all of the um, accomplishments with Destiny's Child and um, all of the other attachments that your name has been attached to, what 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 still keeps you like so motivated and so inspired to to continue to rise and 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 be a successor and and also not only with that but also add so much value to so many other people by by the teachings well it, it's 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 really if you have an opportunity to read my my first book the dna of achievers 10 traits of highly successful people uh and highly successful the key word is highly successful people i've found have similarly similar 10 traits the first one is passion and that thing that excites you, the thing that you think about, go to sleep thinking about, can't wait to get up in the morning, uh, because I believe what, when you live your passion, you never work a day in your life. I am fortunate, I am blessed that I don't have to do anything in life I don't want to do. If I didn't want to have this interview, I'd just say, I don't want to do it. And I'm blessed. I'm not saying right. that in any arrogance whatsoever. Uh, but that's a blessing. And so when I get to do things that I'm passionate about, I get excited about it because that's all I do is things I'm passionate about. If I'm not passionate about it, I don't do it. Wow. That right. That, you know, with that, that's that, that's exactly what I'm saying. Like, you know, writing writing this book and 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 putting this information out there for for me and and everybody else that that wants to obtain this information and and wants to you know learn how to be successful and learn the the ins and outs of the professions that we're we're trying to go into it's just it's it's so important but a lot of people at at the level that that you're on with everything that you've accomplished and everything that you've been through, a lot a lot of people don't give back like that. Well, I have to say, the people that I know that are at that level do. Also, the people that I know that are at that level are some of the nicest, kindest, kindest people uh, with a tremendous gratitude. Because it's a 1% business. You know, only 1% of artists in the music industry make a profit. Only 1% of all the kids in the world that want to play in the NBA get to play. Only 1% of most businesses are uber successful. We're in a 1% business. I've learned not to be disappointed that 99% of the people listening today would not go get the book because they're not in that 1%. And truly deep inside, they don't have the confidence and belief that they deserve to be in that one percent, so they procrastinate. Hmm. Why do you think that's? Why do you think that's so? With with all of your experience and everything you've seen 
over the years. Why, why do you think that that's so? I think a lot of it has to be that a lot of people are box-in thinkers, I call them, and they don't think outside of the box and have been conditioned since early, early childhood by their parents, by their teachers, by people around them, that they could not succeed. I, you can't do it because you're black. You can't do it because you're poor. You can't do it because you're female. You can't do it because you're gay. They've been given all of these things and, and subconsciously, and they put inside of that box people that think just like them. Oh. And so they're boxing thinkers hitting walls all day long because they've been conditioned that way. Wow. Do you do you? There's a psychiatry, a psychology rather, of success as well. I grew up on a dirt road with an outside bathroom in Gaston, Alabama. My dad made twenty-five dollars a week. My mother made fifteen dollars a week. But they took assets and they were entrepreneurs. And my dad used to take the truck that he was a truck driver, convince those white folks to let him use the truck, and he would go tear down old houses and get all the copper and metals, and he would buy old cars and sell all the parts. My mother would convince the white woman she worked for to give her all, any kind of clothes, towels, anything, and her friends, and on the weekend, my mother made beautiful quilts. So I came from an entrepreneurial background, although we were poor. So I don't have this sense of victim, and I get sad when I hear people say they, they can't do things and they are in that box, because if anybody could say, I shouldn't be successful, because I lived on a dirt road and had an outside bathroom in Alabama, and my parents were poor. Right, right. I could easily have used that as my crutch. I see what you're saying, yeah, yeah. That 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 is that is so true, that is so true. With another question, you know, with see, with coming in in into the business at the time that you came into the business and seeing these decades pass by and seeing things change in the entertainment business, um, what what is something that you can say from that time period to this period that you actually liked about the business and dislike about the business? Well, the thing I like about the business, I, I, I love change. I, I think change is good. Uh, change is difficult. It's uneasy. But I, I embrace change. And, and the music industry has changed. I mean, you know, I grew up with an 8-track. Then it went to a cassette. Then it went to a CD. And then we went to iTunes, who just closed on Friday. <laughs> uh, and now we're in streaming. But guess what? The, the, the public is consuming more music today in entertainment than ever before. They're just doing it a different way. That's the only difference. They're doing it a different way. So, again, change is good. Uh, and so I, I embrace that. And, and, and our revenues today are greater than ever in the music and the entertainment industry because of this change. What right. I, did, I didn't like about it, and, and uh, you know, in the early days, in the 90s, um, you know, it was a, 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 diff a lot, a lot, a lot of money, useless money was being spent by artists, 
uh, not understanding that they had to pay it back, that it was just advances and loans, and so they would, for example, have a, a, a limo and have it for all day and never use it, or get a recording studio, book it, and never use it. Uh, and the labels also saw that as a way to, to cheat artists as well, under, understanding that they weren't paying attention to these expenses. Uh, and so some of the other things I don't like is when I first started in, in the music industry, uh, there were a lot of black managers. There were a lot of black business managers doing the finance. There were a lot of black attorneys. Uh, that's all changed today. You don't see many people of color doing that at, at a high level, at that 1% level. Why do you think that, that that's so, sir? It's always been a strategy, I think. Uh, and unfortunately, uh, as our, our young people in entertainment, any type of entertainment, as they become successful, uh, people around them become yes-men. And, and once you do that, ultimately, you'll get terminated and they will decline because they have a bunch of yes-men around them. Right. And where you have people that look like you, understand you, and tell you the truth, and say it not in this extremely diplomatic way that makes you feel good, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yes, sir. It comes back and haunts you. You know, I I, I want I want to ask you too, um, just to clear something up with having you um actually on the line. You know, everybody everybody felt um, some type of way when um, the, you disconnected, or or however the disconnect the disconnection was with um, Beyonce's brand. Was that a conscious decision that you made on your own? You feel like, hey, um, I've went, I've I've took it as far as it needs to go, or what what was the situation as far as you separating from that well, from the brand? You know, the thing I do with all my artists uh, is we do media training, right? And part of that media training is whenever asked a question, no one has a gun to your head and says you have to answer it, right? I choose not to answer that question, Kevin. Totally, totally. I totally understand that. There was a question from one of the fans, and I just I asked it. So no, I I totally understand. Uh, I I would ask that fan to make sure they get the book, Destiny's Child: The Untold Story. Absolutely. Because in that book, not only talks about Destiny's Child, but remember I said earlier, each one of the girls had solo careers. Solo careers, exactly. So it will cover. For each one of the ladies, their first albums for Michelle Kelly and Beyonce, I was their manager. With um, with 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 your company and for um, artists, how would 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 they be able to to be able to to reach out to you for um? advice or or do you even you know take music from artists um 
to to review or listen to or to let them know if they had some have something or anything well like, there's a number of ways you know uh, i i would uh, highly suggest this any of your listeners and uh, viewership uh, you can always uh, go to matthewknowles.com that's spelled with one t and and there's a section on there that says book me to speak ah uh, okay and you just simply fill that out uh, if it's consultation or if it's any type of uh, keynote speech or uh, seminar, and you can book me to speak, even if it's a one-on-one consultation. Uh, obviously, there's a supply-demand, and right now the de- demand is bigger than the time that I have, which means if there's more demand than supply, as you know, Kevin, that means that's a pretty high price you're going to have to pay. <laughs> right, 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 definitely, definitely. I, def- I definitely know that for a fact. I mean, you know, you, 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 you want the best, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to cost you. Yeah. It's going to cost you, definitely. Well, it, actually, it, 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 it doesn't cost. Ultimately, it pays for itself and more uh, because you're getting quality versus quantity. Right. And a lot of people go for quantity, low price, rather than quality. And quality will always outlast quantity and cost. Definitely. With, with, with your expertise, do you think that a lot of the um, the new generation um, artists, do you think that, that they're kind of skipping over the process? Because I know that... Um, you were a part of every every phase of the success in a lot of careers, and um, you you know you were tough. Do you think that a lot of the new artists are kind of skipping over steps and becoming instant success, and that's part of the reason why they're not really um, respecting maybe the pioneers or people who've actually opened doors up for those particular situations? Well, that's situations. a very good question. Uh, and you're right. Uh, today's marketplace, and not just in music, but just as we look at our younger generation, uh, they believe in microwave success is what I call it. And every time you have microwave success, you will reach a peak very quickly but you will also fall very quickly because you don't have the fundamentals with you. And in music, for example, the fundamentals would be, are you able to perform live what you have that we hear and listen to? Can you perform that live? And can you connect with me when you perform that live? Are those really the same vocals that I heard you in the studio? Can you Uh. sound the same way live? Do you understand how to entertain? Do you understand and have had media training? Are you going to say something that you shouldn't have said that's going to come back to haunt you? Uh, And and do you know the importance of having a team around you, of having a financial team around you, having a publicity and marketing team around you? Do you understand even how that team works? Do you have any fundamental understanding of how you get paid and how you spend money? And have you ever heard of these three initials called IRS? 
You know, it's, <laughs> it's all of those things that with instant fame uh, comes uh, instant fall. And it will happen all the time. And this thing that really bothers me is this whole thing about social media. We've got to really revamp that. Yes, social media is an important tool today in the music industry, much more important than it was 10 years ago because it really didn't even quite exist then. But does that mean that if you have a million followers that you can sell a million records? Absolutely. Or you can have right. a million people at your concert. The answer is no. And a lot of those numbers are fictitious anyway. And a lot of those comments can be from a nine-year-old, and you don't even know it. <laughs> right, right. Wow. That that right there, um, that that is it in a nutshell right there. And it, it it's just the truth. It's just the truth. And it just seemed like um, it's really moving faster and faster and faster. It's like the, the, the social media platforms, um, I think that they, they have a lot of good to them too. But I think that um, it is creating, it's, it's creating somewhat, uh, I, I would say, Instagram uh, stars, uh, Facebook stars. It's actually allowing people to actually create brands. So it's, it's good in a lot of ways, but I think Absolutely. that... I think that, and, and we use it. I use right. it. I, I, you know, on my Instagram, uh, Mr. Matthew knows. I every Thursday is Throwback Thursday. We have thirty years of content, and you get to see, you know, two minutes of thirty years of content. I had just the other day Kobe Bryant playing Kobe Bryant one on one back in nineteen ninety six or seven, and uh, got millions of views from it. So, and then on Wednesdays, we go into our vault and let uh, fans hear the 4,000 songs we have in our, our, our vault. Uh, so, yeah, we, we, we use social media, but media, but we use it as a marketing tool, uh, not as a, a way of direct conversation, a way of putting out innuendos, a way of trying to hurt people. We don't do that. Right. What could we what could we look forward to um as far as projects or, or things that you um are involved in in the future? Well, you know, we just recently announced the the, the Destiny's Child um, um play that's coming out. Uh, we're excited about that uh, in February. Uh, we'll soon announce the Destiny's Child first album that's unreleased, that's never been heard before. Uh, wow. That was in 1992, when the group was named Girls' Time. We'll release that album uh, this year. Uh, the book, Girls' Time, I just talked about the untold story. Uh, we're now revamping uh, the, the girls, I mean, the Destiny's Child website, destinyschild.com. Next 30 days, you'll see that look and feel totally different. Uh, so the next year we'll be in the Destiny's Child business, uh, as this year is the 20th anniversary of their first album release this month in June. Uh, and so that's one thing. I uh, taught for eight years at Texas Southern University. Uh, and prior to that, I was two years I was at Fisk University. Uh, this next semester, I'll be at Prairie View A&M uh, in the School of Business. 
there's a, a class that's uh, sports uh, and entertainment marketing. Uh, looking forward to, to that next semester. Uh, you know, in the last six months, I've uh, lectured at Harvard, Cornell, Alabama A&M, and I can go on and on. Uh, we'll be doing more lectures. Uh, we're getting into the gaming business. Oh, wow. We'll, we'll announce that literally next week. Uh, so so uh, I'm sure you look out for those announcements. And then we just recently, and we'll be announcing that next week as well, but I can talk about it, is we just uh, opened Music World Europe and Africa. Um, as I truly believe that Africa will be, and that sound that we have coming out of Africa, uh, will be the, 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 the big new hot thing. Really? That Afro beats, they call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you tapping into that too. Af it, it, it's definitely taking over. Like, I, I see it. It's heading in a huge, huge direction, and it's so many phenomenal stars coming from over there too. Great and we music. just signed one, and uh, uh, actually his first single is up. His name is Demola. Demola. E-M-O-L-A. Uh, his first single is Light Up. Uh, and this video is out. It's doing extremely well. Uh, so we're, we're, we're looking and getting into that business, and we understand the growth. Again, earlier I talked about the 7.5 billion people that live on this planet. Uh, and if you look at Africa, <laughs> the millions of people <laughs> that live in Africa. Right. Uh, and as we see technology uh, improve, especially with cell phones and, and that technology, you'll see also streaming improve in, in Africa, in India, in China. Uh, so the world is, the world is growing uh, in terms of entertainment. Definitely. And you have your hands in it. Well, again, I'm passionate about it. I get to enjoy it, just like I've enjoyed this interview. Again, you can go to MatthewKnowles.com and you can find out everything I'm doing. I want to ask you before we before we get out of here, Mr. Knowles, um, I always ask my guests uh, if, and, and you already do this already, you do this, this is a part of your profession with uh, your teachings and everything you do, but I always ask my guests when they come on um, if they had an opportunity to speak to a room full of um, inspired but uninspired people that just needed some words of encouragement um, or some words of uplift or direction, and you had an opportunity to speak to them, would you speak to people all the time? What, what would you tell this room? I would tell the room that remember that failure and mistakes is an opportunity to grow, not a reason to quit. And often when we make a mistake or we, we fail at something, there's the tendency to want to quit. Uh, and I'm saying embrace that and, and learn from that and grow from that. That would be one of the things. And the other thing is I talked about passion uh, and what coexists with passion because when you're passionate about something, what coexists is work ethics. You find someone who's passionate about something, you'll find someone who works extremely hard. That's why you see Beyonce and Solange and other artists work so hard because they love it so much. Right. 
because they're so passionate about it. Uh, and then I, I would say I want to give you the definition of ego because a lot of people fail because of their ego. Ego is the anesthesia that deadens the pain of stupidity. Wow. Ego is the anesthesia that deadens the pain of stupidity. So I want everybody to think about that. Wow, I definitely uh, I definitely appreciate that. Mr. Knowles, this has truly been a blessing um, for me, my fans, um, all of the listeners, and my brand. I really, really um, I'm so grateful for your time. And um, if, if, if there is another opportunity, um, I would love for you to come back on possibly to promote or market anything that that you have going on um i would love for you to to come back on to be a part of uh sharing that with the world well, thank you for that and we will and shall take you up on that that's a promise and thank you and have a great day thank you so much all right goodbye all right